Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Joey Nagel. How are we doing? Pretty awful. I don't have a baseball team that's worth watching anymore. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It is uh not a fun time to be a Red Sox fan. Um yeah, like I don't even really want to talk about this team. They're just not it's been it's been bad. It's been bad. Since our last podcast, our last podcast was coming off of the West Coast trip. You know how that went. Uh since then, we had a a three-game set against the Reds. Uh Joey just said it right before we get on air. Got on air. That was supposed to be a get right series and they lost two out of three to the Reds. Um, and then they had that super hard four game series coming against the Rays that we all knew about. And best case scenario would have been not best case scenario, but like you were looking for like a split at least in a four game series. You had the tough double header. They lose three out of four. And not only do they lose three out of four, they got embarrassed. They were making stupid uh, errors, throwing errors. The, the Rays had a little league uh, inside the park homer. It's just not competitive baseball again. This seems like a conversation that we keep having over and over with this team. Yeah, they've had their good moments. They've had some fun times um, and, and flashes where like, okay, maybe this team could be something. But here we are back at 500. We're sitting at 30 and 30. And this team just does not look good again. They are not playing competitive baseball really in any like they're not firing on all cylinders. They're not even firing on a few cylinders. It's when the offense is good, the pitching's bad, and the defense is bad. When one of them is good, the rest is bad. They'll get a good start from a starter, not hit at all, make errors. It's just nothing seems to really be going right for them. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've been doing. The offense has not been there, completely disappeared. And, you know, Brian Bayo, he's pitching really well. You know, really encouraged by his past three, four starts, and he has nothing to show for it. You know, I think of that start against the Angels where he went seven innings. Got the loss. They lost that game. You know, he just came off a good one against Tampa as well. I thought he looked really good. And it's it's just really frustrating. He was good against the Reds. Um, the offense has been absolutely non-existent since uh, really, what, the first game in San Diego when they hit a bunch of home runs and then kind yeah. of after that. Yep. So and that was three weeks ago. So that's concerning. You know, it was two and a half, three weeks ago. Absolutely nothing's happening. You know, in the Tampa series, they broke through. You know, that first game was huge. The Justin Turner bases clearing double was huge. You thought, you know, this is a momentum hit. Put them ahead. They win that game. You know, you're feeling good after winning the day cap of the doubleheader. And then you come out sluggish. But the Rays make a mistake and allow you to tie the game. And then you throw that one away. And then what? Sunday threw that one away by being careless and sloppy. And, you know, I tweeted it out. When you do stuff like that and Shane McClanahan is on the mound the next day, you've essentially lost two games at once. Yep. Yeah. No, it's awful. And there's no excuse for it, too. I want to touch on one thing with the offense. So. You look at Raphael Devers to be kind of the heart and soul of this lineup, and he really has not provided a whole lot for you lately. You talked about that game in San Diego. He had the two homers. What has he done since then? Pretty much nothing. He has not been the Raphael Devers that we expect him to be. In terms of the whole offense, since May 7th, they've had only four players be above league average hitters. 
And that's Rob Refsnyder, who is not an everyday player. Yoshida, he's a dude. He's doing fine. Casas and Turner. So good to see from Casas and Turner there. But that doesn't include Alex Verdugo. That doesn't include Rafael Devers. Those two guys right there are supposed to be the key parts of your lineup. And then since that same date, Jaron Duran in 89 plate appearances has batted 195, striking out 35% of the time. Jaron Duran has fallen off a cliff. It is unbelievable how quickly he just kind of just turned his season around in a bad way because he was, we, we talked about it. When Adam Duvall got hurt, Jaron Duran got called up and he was hitting doubles like crazy. He was shooting the ball all around the park. He was on fire. He was literally batting like 400. And then out of nowhere, he just seemed to just hit a wall. Like I just picture him running into a brick wall. Just, I mean, he did. He ran into the wall. True. He literally did run into the wall. And it's just he has been absent. I don't know what happened to him. I hope it's just a, a cold streak and he'll turn it around. He's not just back to the, the struggling big, big leader that we saw in years past, but he has not been good. This offense has not been good. It's not been consistent. And it's like, I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why Rafael Devers isn't hitting. I don't know what happened to Alex Verdugo. I don't know why this offense just can't seem to score runs when they need to. Uh, it seems like they're fine at scoring runs when they don't need to. They'll score just enough runs to make it a close game, and then that's it. Um, yeah. Or then the bullpen will blow it, whatever happens. I don't know. It, it's just been awful. I, I mean, my biggest issue, there's a double for Duran. Nice. Um, you heard me. My biggest <laughs> issue with this, with this team is, you know, have you noticed that when the offense does claw, scratch and claw and get across a couple of runs, the very next inning, the pitching gives it back. And yep. then so it's, you know, it's one step forward, two steps back. They did it against the Rays time and time again. And it's so frustrating. I don't think people realize how important a shutdown inning is after you score a run or after yeah. you take the lead in a ball game, because, you know, if a team punches back right away they feel good you know it's a momentum swing and it's so frustrating and so demoralizing like the offense is thinking you know we know we're struggling right now but we just got you the lead and you give it right back and they're like you know what can we do there's nothing to do yeah i mean that's a team dynamic thing that's a team it's the same thing when um say your starting pitcher's having a good game and he's pitching well the offense goes out there and scores him some runs. That that's great. Allows him to keep going, and so he's not sitting on a zero-zero game or whatever. Um, offense has not been doing that really. Same thing where, like you just said, the the bullpen getting a shutdown inning after the offense scores some runs that hasn't really been happening either. Um, I actually got out to a game finally at Fenway. I went to the um, game two. I think it was against the Rays or not the Rays, the uh, Reds which they lost five to four. That was a game where Yoshida homered and Valdez homered and they were up, they were up two to nothing. They give up a run the fifth, whatever. Valdez hits that homer in the fifth, make it three to one. And now you're sitting like, okay, this is pretty good. We got a three to one lead now. Let's go to the bullpen. They give up one run. Then in seventh inning, three run homer. You lose that game five to four. It's. Oh yeah. Yeah. That game. When I was watching that, you know, I I thought they were in control of that game the whole way. They looked they were. comfortable out there. You know, I thought it was just going to be your run-of-the-mill win, especially the night before. 
they score what five runs in the ninth, and of course, oh God, that of game, of course, of course. When I was watching that game, I had absolutely no faith they were winning that. I knew it, I knew that they were going to get that that tying run to third base and leave them there. There was no way that they were tying that ball game. Let's talk about that game. I didn't get a chance to rant about this on the podcast. I ran it on Instagram, but that was the game, the first game against the Reds, where it fully should have been a win. That was the game where they put in Jolie Rodriguez, right? And he was at 22 pitches with the bases loaded and no outs. So he came in for, I think, one out in the inning before. He comes into this, this inning. 22 pitches, bases loaded, no outs. They leave him in, okay? And the guy that's about to come to a bat that he's going to face is a guy who's three for three with a triple. But they're like, all right, let's leave Jolie in. Okay, he's facing a lefty hitter. I'm like, maybe it's just for the lefty. All right, he gets him to ground out and um, fine, whatever. Then he's facing the next guy who's a righty. I'm like, why is he still in this game? He's over 30 pitches. He's still going. Wild pitches. Walks the guy. Or does he walk him or hit him? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Same thing. And then he's still in the game. After that, he has no command. He's at 35 pitches, and then what happens the next pitch? Grand slam. Game over. At that point, game's over. Yeah, totally waving the white flag in that case. And look, I get it. The bullpen has been really thin recently. You know, they're so banged up and overused. But are you kidding me? Jolie Rodriguez is a duck out there, you know? He is a one-inning reliever. That's what he's been his career. You leave him out there for 36 pitches when he already doesn't have command of the strike zone. He threw 36 pitches, 25 of those are balls or something, 15, I don't know, a ton of them were balls. Yeah, and then, boom, he's on the IL now. Yeah, you basically worked him into an injury. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Man, that was the same game where Kiki Hernandez just – was awful at fielding. He had two Which errors game? in that game. Which game? Which game? It could be any game. Yeah. It literally Which could be any game. game. Did he have two errors. Which game, Jason? Come on. And he got thrown out at the plate, base running too, and some awful. Yeah. Ba- he got. Oh my god. He leads the MLB yeah. in in errors. He. I don't know, man. That's it's the game it. where I basically he's, decided he's at shortstop again tonight. And I, I didn't don't see that. That's I don't ridiculous. Get it. He was a. He is such a good center fielder. Like yeah, he, last he night he saved a homer. Last night in yeah. center field. Diving all over the place. You know what he does at shortstop? He falls on his butt and throws the ball into the ground. We don't need that. I feel bad for him because it's got to be mental at this point because. I don't care if it's mental, physical, social, whatever. He cannot feel the shortstop. I know. He's got 13 errors on the year. 11 of them are throwing. It's just he he literally. This one error. This one error I have in mind. He was maybe maybe 10 feet from the second baseman. I think it was Pablo Reyes. And he literally just shanked the ball into the ground. And it just... He was on his butt and short-armed it, and it just skipped out into right field. It was embarrassing. It was. It was just... The way that this team has played is just not acceptable. And that's... Like, that and the inside, the, the Little League home run are the perfect just representation of that because you got guys who they have no, like what happened? They don't know. They, it, it looks like they've forgotten how to play baseball out there. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then um, just happened. Sox lead off double, of course, doesn't score. They've been doing that so much recently. The lack of situational hitting so many strikeouts, 
with runners on base. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, Duran hit a leadoff double this inning, and I, I knew he wasn't going to score. A leadoff double. A leadoff double, and he doesn't score. Yeah, and it's it's because, you know, a guy might ground out and move him over to third base with one out, but they recently they have just been punching out or popping out completely outs. Duran is a fast guy too. You don't even need to hit like a deep double. You get a, like a, a single the other way, and he's probably scoring on that. All you need, two flyouts, he scores. That two, two flyouts. Out. You don't he even scored. need to get hits. They've it, scored four runs in their last thirty-two innings. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. And they did the same thing on the West Coast trip. They did. Uh, I just I just don't get it because, you know, and- this is a veteran team with veteran hitters. And as you move down the line, you move down the order, it's starting to become a black hole. Yeah. And Yoshida is out there on his own right now. He's got two hits tonight and counting. He is just like he is carrying this offense. He is the only one producing. It, I don't know what happened. It, this team is so literally hit or miss that at the drop of a hat, at the flip of a switch, they can go from scoring eight runs a game, being a, the best offensive team in baseball, to nothing. And we yeah. saw this in April as well when they started off the season red hot, greatest offense ever, and then they go on the road, they go down to Tampa, and they don't score. It's, it's really frustrating to see it because you know the offensive potential is there and hitting is contagious and just no one's getting it done it's just i like there's not much we can say that's going wrong other than they're not putting together good at bats yeah i mean that's true there's really not much we can say it's they're not playing to the level that they should be playing the level that they're capable of playing we saw it we've seen them in good We've seen them be be good defensively. We've seen them be good offensively. They, we've seen good pitching. It's just everyone that seemed to be hot earlier in the season, even a few weeks ago, seemed to cool off. Emmanuel Valdez, he's not hitting anymore. Jaron Duran's not hitting anymore. Rafael Devers isn't really hitting. Alex Verdugo's not the same player he was to start the season already. Uh, in the bullpen, Josh Winkowski hasn't been the same. Um, and you also, you're, we haven't even mentioned, Chris Sale's hurt now. That's a huge part of this too. John Schreiber's been hurt. So you have some key guys who have fallen to injuries. The fact that Chris Sale came back from injuries and was finally pitching well, being consistent, and he goes out the other day, his velocity's down, he leaves the game after three, I think, in the third, and it comes out that he goes on the 15-day with left shoulder inflammation. That is awful. That's a huge blow because we don't know what that could be. We don't know how long he's going to be out right now. We don't know what that means for his career. It's just, I mean, there's no way that that's not having taking a toll on the team right now. I feel like things are going wrong, and you think, how can this get worse? And then, boom, Chris. And that's said, how. It, that is the exact way it can get worse. Yeah, I want to talk about that more. I just, I feel so bad for the guy because too. we, you know, we pro can't proclaimed it the past few episodes you know he he was back and he looked like his old self i was fine you know i was happy on sale days again i was counting down the yes. days until sale day because i knew we could win the game and it, like on a personal standpoint i just feel so bad for the guy because it's it's just a new injury it's not like he re-injures the same thing it's just rotten luck 
and not his fault at all. There's nothing no, he can do differently. Just, yeah. He was just he's going out there competing and they they tried to be safe about it too. They they didn't let him pitch as he wasn't throwing as hard. They didn't let him pitch as aggressively as maybe he could to start out. They ramped him up and then he was cruising. He was throwing the ball hard. He was striking guys out. He was going deep into games and he was really competing at a Chris Sale type level. And then this just kind of comes out of nowhere and gets him. And, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. It's just he really has gotten unlucky. And like you said, me too. I feel so bad for him because he has really struggled with the idea of not being able to be out there competing for his team on a consistent basis. And he's had so many injury problems. He finally was getting some success and finally consistently starting. And then this just hits him. And it, it's brutal. It's so brutal it, from a personal standpoint, uh, from a team standpoint, from a baseball standpoint. It's just, like we said, the worst possible thing that could happen for this team. Um, I really hope that it's just he's been overworked a little bit and his shoulder's going to feel better in a few days and he'll be off the 15-day the in 15 days. Um, I'm not super optimistic about that, but it's definitely possible, and I hope that's that's what happens. I hope I wish him the best for sure. Um I think they're still waiting on the MRI, I want to say. I haven't seen any updates on him yet. So hopefully something positive can come out of that. Um, but yeah, for right now, your ace, Chris Sale, has fallen down to the injury bug again. And there's nothing we can do about that. Um, James Paxton, the guy pitching right now, he's been very good for us this season. And right now we're down 2 to nothing because the offense isn't putting together runs. So I don't know. It's, it's, there's just nothing positive coming out of this team right now. You get no. one good thing and then you get three bad things after it. Yeah. And the sale injury also just completely destroys this pitching staff because they have been so unlucky with injuries. You know, that Schreiber injury. Yeah. We haven't talked about it, I think, but it's so huge in the bullpen because he was such a reliable guy who could pitch, he could pitch in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, even the ninth for you. And without him, the bullpen has definitely struggled. You know, Josh Winkowski is having to work, take on a much heavier workload. And it's, you know, it's resulting in some shaky outings from him. Kenley, not the same. He's lost his setup, man. You know, the bullpen is just so thin and you don't want to waste Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen and Josh Winkowski in games that you're losing. But John Schreiber, you could send him out there literally every single game and he would get the job done for you. And now Cutter Crawford has to move to the rotation and not even he's not even going full starter mode. Three hits for Yoshida. Oh, another leadoff double. We're going to blow this. Yoshida's just carrying this offense. He's not even carrying it. He just is the offense. Yeah. Uh, you're totally right, though. The, the bullpen is in shambles right now. And yeah, you said, like, even in games you're winning, well, you don't have anyone else who can pitch the ninth. Because if you're having Chris Martin set up uh, in a game, you're having uh, Kenley pitch the ninth, look at the doubleheader game, the doubleheader games. Kenley had to pitch in both games. You can't be pitching your your veteran old closer in back-to-back games like that. I was I was shocked to see that he pitched the second game of that doubleheader. Me too. Because... They have taken it so easy with him this year. You know, they don't let him work three days in a row. Um, they don't let him work three days in a row, but you can pitch back-to-back games. <laughs> it made no sense. You know, he got the save. I was feeling good. And going into that second game, 
I kind of mapped out what I thought the bullpen would look like. And I, I thought Pavetta was going to be the closer for that game because Chris Martin had pitched Winkowski had pitched Kenley had pitched. I assumed all three would be down. Yeah. And I don't know. And Cutter Crawford bouncing back to the rotation, you know, he's not going to be able to go five, six innings like he normally can because they want to preserve his arm. So now that rotation gets even thinner and the bullpen gets thinner. You know, you're using, you're over, you're running guys like Justin Garza into the ground, you know, and Ryan Sheriff, you're running him into the ground, calling up Chris Murphy. I mean, it's a mess. It is an absolute mess. Yeah. I was just going to mention that how, yeah, they called up Chris Murphy. So Chris Murphy is a uh, left-handed pitcher. He's a prospect pitching prospect for the Sox, but he has not been uh, all that good this season in Worcester. He's a 771 ERA. This is a guy, he started nine out of his 10 games this season. Um, He's given up 34 earned runs in 39 innings, 51 hits in 39 innings. Yeah, the only reason he's up right now is because they are so thin and they don't have enough pitchers on the 40 man. They know they've no one there's no one else. There's no one else. There's no one else. <laughs> the other the only other healthy pitcher on the 40 man right now is Ryan Sheriff. And I believe was he the corresponding move? I think they sent him down. Like Caleb Ort is back. They're calling up and sending down guys like on a just on a daily basis because they're they're uh yeah looking no you're good um (laughs) they're yeah they're calling up and sending down these guys on a daily basis just for fresh arms in the bullpen they're treading water and there's no end in sight they don't have another off day for another week yeah if you go down if you go down the 40-man roster and you look at the pitchers on the 40-man who are not already on the active roster it's richard blear he's hurt Zach Kelly, he's hurt. Brian Mata, he's hurt. Wyatt Mills, he's hurt. Caleb Ort, he sucks. Julie Rodriguez, hurt. Chris Sale, hurt. John Schreiber, hurt. Ryan Sheriff was just sent down. Brandon Walter is the only other guy. He's the same concept as is Chris Murphy, left-handed prospect who hasn't been great. That's it. So it's literally Murphy and Walter is the only two other guys on the 40-man. You had to call one of them up. That is a very shallow depth right there. Yeah, and... It's tough because you just listed a lot of very good pitchers, a lot of guys that have really helped out this team this year, and yeah. they're all hurt. It sucks. Like they, I don't know what's happened in recent years. We have just been absolutely killed by injuries. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. There's just there doesn't seem to be a clear solution to any of this, and I. I don't really see a way where we get out of this anytime soon. It really is just kind of waiting. It's waiting until Schreiber can come back. It's waiting to hear what happens with Chris Sale. It's waiting to just get these guys back. I mean, we we were on that waiting train with Story and Duvall to start this too. Duvall's coming back soon. That's cool. I don't think Duvall is going to come back and save this whole offense. Yeah, he carried them to start the season, but you can't realistically expect him to be that same guy just putting this offense on his back. Hopefully it'll help for sure, but that expectation where he's going to come save the season is not realistic. Same thing with Trevor Story. Trevor Story is not coming back to save the Red Sox season. He's not coming back to save their playoff hopes. Will he help? Probably. Right now they're talking about bringing him back as a DH to start, though. That's not going to help anything. 
I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make sense to do it, but who knows? If you put him at DH, what does that help you? You need him in the, in the, uh, in the field defensively. That's the problem you have right now is you don't have a middle infielder who can field right now. Pablo Reyes has been decent, but he's been he's not not been as good lately. Uh, Trevor Story, part of why you have him is because he is a a very strong, stellar glove out there. He was basically a platinum uh, glove at second base last year. And he's not going to be playing second base. Probably when you bring him back, you're going to want him at shortstop because you don't have a shortstop. So it's just a whole mess. These guys that you're, you're quote-unquote counting on to save your season – are not going to be those guys. And even if you, even if they are, even if they play to a level that really, really helps us, you can't expect that. You can't go in betting on that to happen, relying on that to happen. That is not a sustainable plan for a team. That is not going to, that, that format's not going to win you games in the long term. Maybe Trevor Story and Duvall will come back and be on fire and help you go on maybe a, a six game winning streak or win more games than you're winning right now. But where we're sitting right now is last place. You're 30 and 30 in last place, and you are five and a half games out of the wild card. So there's a lot more winning that needs to be done. You also have been, I think the the set is you're nine and 16 in your last 25 games. Yep. That's not going to cut it. You were a team that was, I don't want to say comfortably over 500, but you were more than yeah. just a couple games over 500. You were doing well. And now here you are back at 500. You've fallen off they're, significantly. Yeah, they're 9-16 and 16 after the eight-game winning streak came to an end. Yeah. I mean, they looked bad. so good. They looked so unstoppable. They were getting great pitching, great bullpen. You know, that was when Chris Sale finally started looking good. The offense was just tearing the cover off the ball. And, you know, what did it – the Cardinals series, really. Mm-hmm. That's what started it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's just, it's so, they get in their own way. I don't know, because this feels like last season too. This seems like a lot of similar, many similar problems to what we had last year. And so I don't know, it, it's a very different team from last year though. It's the same, yeah, it's the same kind of storyline, except it's all, the downfall is happening earlier. Like we look last year, we were yeah, that's on true. fire at the end of May and into June. And then June 28th, everything fell apart. So and I don't know where to put the blame. Like, is it on the manager? Is it on the, the coaching staff, the training staff, the roster construction? Like, I don't know what the problem really is. I guess here's here's the question. Here's the, the main question is, is this cold streak, this, this spot that we're in right now, is it due to um, maybe the players that were really performing are just not that good? Maybe this team is just not that good. Or is it they're just cold right now and they're going to come back up to where they should be? And I am starting to lean towards they're the not that good. Like I, I don't know. It just seems like we've had more times of like bad baseball than times of good baseball. And it, it just seems like this is just kind of the identity of this team where, yeah, they'll have some good weeks, but more often than not, they're going to kind of – not play well regress i guess that's what i'm trying to say is yeah they're going to have those times where they're way up here but realistically they belong down here and so when they're playing super high they're going to have the super lows like right now to kind of get back to the middle where they really are it it's hard to tell because it took a 9 and 16 stretch to get this team back to 500 
So that tells me that this should be a winning team. But it's not a great team. We knew that coming in. I, They've just... I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough to tell. You know, I, I say it all the time, like, this team isn't that good. It's more of an overreaction. But there's a lot of holes. And it's not a lot of depth. And whether that's depth caused by huge. injury or poor roster construction or it's both, just, you know, it's both because the defense is inexcusable. I mean, the defense and this team has been a huge problem the entire Bloom era. Remember 2021, we're playing guys out of position and making stupid plays. And last year, ridiculous. It's it's a recurring issue. They keep saying that they're going to fix it. And I just don't understand it. There's. It's tough because I'm looking at this team right now and a lot needs to change. I think you look a month from now, six weeks from now, Valdez is going to be back in AAA. You know, Duvall will be here. Story will be here. Duran could even be in AAA, honestly. I don't think so. It's because possible. Tapia, Tapia DFA. True. Nothing we didn't talk that, about. Yeah. So obviously Tapia DFA surprising to me i didn't i thought that they pulled the trigger pretty early i thought they were gonna wait until like you know he played himself out of that role but i guess i think they, it's it chose duran over him that's basically what it was and by dfaing him i think it gives duran job security i don't know i i think that people kind of were like why why did the dfa tapia of all people um for christian arroyo and I think that the answer is they know that um, Duvall is coming back soon. So I see it more as Duvall for Tapia. Like, I think that there's no space for, for Tapia on the team when Duvall is back, especially when you have Jaron Duran. So I think it, it more coincides with that. Um, so that makes it a little more clear to me because he wasn't going to be on this team anyways. But I don't even know if Jaron Dur Duran's job is safe. Like, probably it is. Because, I mean, he had the double today, so he's not been too bad. Like, he's not been abysmal. Um, and he's still got the speed, and he's been a lot better. He's been a lot better defensively, so he actually has that defensive value. Um, but when Duvall comes back, like, I don't know. I think that I think that Duran's probably not the, the highest on your priority list of issues. I think the middle infield really is your your number one. Um, yeah. Defense, There's going to be a lot of turnover turnover in the middle infield too i think valdez is going to get sent down i think reyes you'll probably dfa him yeah. i don't think they have options on him and like you chant like red sox twitter is praying for you chang to come back as soon as possible that's what we've gotten to this season yeah so that we have a guy who can play shortstop i mean just stop putting kike there that's all i care about i don't really care who much who care too much who is at shortstop if, if it's reyes great if it's chang awesome if it's Arroyo, sure. Just not Kike, please. Like, I don't know why they keep going to him over and over and over and over. Like, this experiment should be done. He has not it proven have been any value there. Month. It should have been done a very long time ago. He's not gotten better. If anything, he's just continuing, continued to be worse and bad. And he's just been probably one of the worst defensive shortstops I've ever seen. There's just nothing good coming from him at that position. And you literally saw, I know we just talked about this, but you literally saw last night how he can still be a gold glove caliber defender in the outfield. So keep him in the outfield. It doesn't make sense why they keep putting him at shortstop. It doesn't. I hope that 
whenever Chang gets back or even even Story, that Kike doesn't even touch the middle infield again because he does not belong there. I I honestly, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I don't even think Kike deserves to be a starter. I was saying this the other day when he had his two-hour game that he's kind of proved himself to be a bench player. Uh, I don't know if that's fair or not, and it's tough to say because I like Kike as a person, but when he is out there leading the MLB in errors and then he's also hitting like 230, I don't see why he should be an everyday guy because that's yeah. not the player he even was before he came to Boston. He was a versatile utility guy who could bounce around the field. That's what I think he is the most valuable as. Yeah, he had a really good season when he first uh, was over here when he was playing center field regularly, but he's not going to be playing center field regularly. You're going to get Duvall back, and you're not going to have room, matchup-wise, to let Kike play the outfield every single day. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to put him in in center field against uh, lefties or something, and then against righties at shortstop or vice versa? No, you don't want him at shortstop at all. So I don't know how he is going to be an everyday guy moving forward. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that if this team does get healthy, that's probably the case. Duvall will reclaim center field, or um, he'll he'll claim an outfield spot, and I think they're going to mix and match. You know, maybe yeah. put Verdugo in left and Duvall in right for some games. Turner at first base, DH, Yoshida, give yeah. Casas a seat, you know. And Arroyo, I think, should be playing just about every day at second base. He's not tonight. I got I got some issues with Valdez right now. I don't think he's seeing the ball very well. I think he's starting to be figured out at the major league level. Which happens. Yeah, it happens. But it's similar to Casas and Duran. Like, this is a bridge year. Do you just let him play through it and figure it out himself. Yeah. That's the question. That's what they're doing with Casas. That's what I think they should do with Duran because I think, you know, this is where Duran's career almost fell apart last year where, yeah, you know, he went through the tough stretch and, and I can, you know, we can see it now. He's still getting hits. He's cutting down on the strikeouts a little bit. So he's starting to work his way out of it, which is a good sign. Um, Yeah. I mean, well, this is going to be like a key point in Duran's career, honestly, because we got to see that hot spell that he had. But what makes you a, a good, valuable big leaguer is how you adjust and break out of slumps. So what's going to be really telling for him in the future of his career is how or if he breaks out of this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and if he doesn't, he's like Jackie Bradley 2.0. He gets yep. scorching hot. And then forgets how to play it, forgets how to hit. Yeah, nothing like that JBJ hot month. Every year, one no. month, he's just hot. The rest, he's not. So hopefully that's not Jaron Duran. Um, I don't know. When you break it down position by position, like right field, Alex Verdugo, he's not going anywhere. He's on this team. He's staying. He needs to heat up, okay? Center field, you're going to platoon probably with Duran and then Duvall and moving them around. Left field, Yoshida's staying. He's good. Third base, Devers needs to be better. We paid him over $300 million. He needs to play like a $300 million player. Um, he's been okay. His stats are good, but he has not been Rafael Devers. We need Rafael Devers to carry this offense. Um, shortstop's a mess. It, it, platoon guys until you can figure it out. Mondesi, 
That'd be cool if he ever comes back because he's supposed to be really good defensively. He, I don't think he's real. I don't think he's real either at this point. I don't we think he's ever even, coming back. We haven't even gotten an update on him. No one talks about him. I don't even think he knows he's on the team. No. Core definitely doesn't know there's a guy named Aldoberto Mondesi on this team. He has no clue. No one knows. Um, I, I, I want to try this, actually. I guarantee if you go around Fenway Park and you ask fans, um, do you know who like this Mondesi guy is? Like, Can you name all the shortstops in the organization? Probably 80% are going to have no clue this guy exists. Um, which, yeah, I don't know. He'd be cool if he ever comes back. Second base, same thing as shortstop. Platoon guys, it's just those two middle infield spots where you really have to figure out who's going to be playing on a day-to-day basis. Not to harp on the same old thing, but that just comes back to the offseason, not really getting a real replacement for Bogarts. It's just been a mess since then. Kiki experiment failed. You knew it was going to fail. You should have probably had some more insurance for it. You didn't. Whatever. Hopefully Trevor Story can come back and really help us out there. But I, I don't know. He's supposed to come back sooner than expected to. That'll help. Um, first base, Casas has been hitting again. I don't think you have to worry about that too much because uh, you're not going to replace him with anyone. It's not going to be Bobby Dahlbeck. You don't have a guy coming up who's going to replace Casas, clearly. Maybe you give him some less at-bats and have uh, Turner play there and DH Yoshida. They've been doing that. That's fine. I have no problems with Turner. Turner's fine. He's been hitting above league average. Uh, the catch position I'm okay with because Connor Wong still gives you uh, top top-tier defense. He hasn't been hitting as he was earlier in the season, but he's still hitting. Reese McGuire. Yeah, he hits the ball hard. Reese McGuire is still Reese McGuire. He'll get his singles all the time. Um, So when you break it down, there's really not a lot of guys who are just bad and need replacing, aside from the middle infield. It's just guys who need to step up and be the players that they're capable of being. I really just can't uh, highlight it enough how Devers and Verdugo really need to step it up. Yeah, I'm, I think Verdugo is, you know, he started off so hot. He wasn't yeah. going to be able to keep it up. But he does need to be better, especially out of that leadoff spot. And Devers, too. The two of them together, they set the tone for the offense. Usually this season, when they've been going, this offense has been going. We think about the beginning of the season. Verdugo started so hot. And – it's huge with that leadoff guy. We know that with Mookie. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. They just look sluggish out there. They look like it's September and they want to go home. Yeah, the energy is not there at all. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and there was there was yesterday there was they called a players only meeting before the game, which was kind of stupid. You probably shouldn't have called a meeting before facing McClanahan because you're probably not going to win that game. Yeah. When you lose a game after calling a players only meeting, it's kind of a bad look. Not great. Not great. No, but yeah, no, you're right. And I, uh, I do like that it, from stuff like that. And from Cora, just, you know, go arguing with an umpire until he gets ejected. I like that. They're finally showing some fires, you know, that's what they've been, we've been asking for this past week. Yeah. They've been all, they've been stoic. They haven't been, you know, the passion is not visible and we need, we as fans, we need to see that because I know they care, but they're not showing that they do. And it's showing on the field too. careless errors, embarrassing plays. They need to play inspired and they, they haven't been. Yeah, I think what they need is one of those kind of big statement games. One of those games where the offense hits and the pitching dominates. 
like a 13 to 1, 13 to 2 type game where everyone's hitting and the starter pitches well and the bullpen finishes out pitching well. That's the kind of game that they really need right now. Uh, that'll fire up a team. Hopefully that can happen. Probably not tonight at this point, but tomorrow uh, or soon. I don't know. But... Well, that was the t- that was <sighs> not a complete game, but that Tampa game where Turner cleared the bases, yeah, they broke through and they didn't yeah. take advantage of it. You know, you only get so many of those huge momentum shifters in a series. It's so tough. It's yeah. so tough. I but think a- you got an opportunity with the Yankees, right? If you go you in Yankee Stadium, make a statement. You know, is it is it a little far fetched? Maybe it could go either way. It could go either way. You could either get embarrassed and and New York's laughing at you, or you can make a statement. Um, it could go. You either know way. what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when they went. They fell back to five hundred in April, right? And they had the Blue Jays coming in for four, and we're like, yeah. Oh, this team has our, had our number last year. They destroyed us, and then we four games swept them, and that's when that'd be huge. That's when the eight game winning streak started. So, yeah, maybe, that's a good point. That's a good point. It, it could maybe. be something similar like that for sure. But you got to take care of Cleveland, and I said it with the Reds too. Cleveland is not good, terrible. They they somehow have a worse offense than you right now. You mm-hmm. got to be winning these games. You got to win the series. Yeah, I mean. This game right now, you're down 2-1 in the seventh. If you lose this game, that's very demoralizing. If you come back in this way, in this game, and hold them to the two runs that they scored only in the first, that would be huge. This is a game that you need to win. Yeah. And this is the third, seventh inning right now. Reyes just reached on an error to lead off the inning. Three innings in a row. They've had the lead runner on, and they've only scored one run. Yeah, that that's unacceptable. That that's that's what. But that's what's been happening. You know, in Tampa, like they didn't get their doors blown off like they did down at the trop. You know, they lost these games in painfully close ways. And it was so frustrating because they should have been better. You know, they had guys on base, but they couldn't bring them home. They had the lead runner on in multiple innings, couldn't get it done. Like Yesterday in the first inning, Devers is up first and second, one out against McClanahan, a chance to, you know, jump out to an early lead. That's huge. This team is something crazy, like 19 and five when they score first, and then they're like six and 20, whatever, when they don't. It's crazy. This is a team that, you know, they got to get on the board quick. They got to get on early and play with a lead because like any other team, they're much better when they have the lead. Yeah. Another thing, too, about this team is they play really well at home. When I went to the game, that Reds game, before the game, I remembered hearing that the Boston Red Sox have one of the best records in the majors at home. So this is a team that should be playing well at home. They should be better at home than on the road. So you come back from that West Coast trip, and you're like, you're finally back home. They did not get it done at home. So you're back on the road now. Hopefully they can they can take care of business on the road. And when you get back, try to win games at home again. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, and what they went two and five on the homestand. Yeah, it was not Tough. good. Not good. I was just and gonna say long uh, double play. Of course. Uh, another thing that could help this team, it's June now, so it's realistic to start thinking about maybe some trades. Doesn't have to be a blockbuster. I'm not saying trade for Shohei. I'm saying more of like the Heim Bloom signature deals where you get 
you trade um, some cash and maybe a low-level prospect for a bullpen arm or a starter. Just depth. I feel like trading for depth is a realistic and beneficial thing that could be happening right now. You're short on arms because of injury. Make a trade. I, we did it in, in smaller forms. Like we got Bernardino off waivers. You got Pablo Reyes off, off waivers. Same concept, but maybe just a little bit higher of, of a talent level. You give up a little more, you get a little more. Some smaller trades like that, I think, could really help this team right now. Yeah, especially a bullpen lefty. They have really yeah. no one out there that can get you out as a lefty. Jolie's been a huge disappointment back on the IL. Richard Blyer sucks. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what they need. They need pitching depth. They're they're desperate. And right now, James Paxton, once again, when they do get the good starts, the offense doesn't show up. It's 2-1. Paxton is dealed, and they needed yeah. this because the bullpen has been so taxed, especially with the doubleheader against Tampa. You know, not many guys are available tonight. And if you can, if Paxton can keep going, maybe get the seventh inning here, and you know really save that bullpen and if you can win the game that's huge because the next two days you know you got some you got guys you got your high leverage guys to fire out there back-to-back nights if you if you can do it i don't know though because paxton's last start that was the game i was at he pitched five innings only gave up one run struck out eight you lose that game because the bullpen blows and the offense doesn't score enough right now Six innings, two runs, eight Ks. He's pitched great, but your offense has only scored you one run. So, yeah, it'd be awesome if the offense could score some runs. You could get him to win, um, and he gives the bullpen a little bit of a break. But I'm not too feeling too great about that because of the, the track record and how it's been for him and for the Red Sox lately. But you're right. This should be a game you win. Absolutely. Most of these games, not most, but many of these games that you're losing should be games that you win. They're close games. The starter pitched well. Whatever it is, you make stupid errors when you should not be in that position. Whatever it is, the games have been close, and they should have been winnable, and you're just throwing it away in different ways, whether it's the offense, the defense, or the pitching. It just comes in different forms every night, and it's not going to be a a good uh, season if you keep that up. Uh, it kind of really just comes down to that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and another thing is, um, shoot, I lost the tweet. But the Red Sox have an abysmal record when trailing after six innings. I think it's they won one or two games all season. That sounds right. kind of feels like that. (sighs) Yeah. And they're doing it again. But, hey. If you want to see them do this in person, then SeatGeek is the place for you. Because SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. D-U-G-O-U-T. Go to the Dog and see Marcelo Meyer. There you go. Um, so here, here's a couple stats. So after five innings, the Red Sox are six and 25 when trailing bad. And after six innings, two and 26 when trailing also bad, even more bad, actually. Well, funny enough, they're four and 25 when trailing after seven. 
Whatever. Still bad. Yeah, still bad. <laughs> just bad. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just they're doing things that a good ball club doesn't do. You know, they should probably do they, more of the things that a good ball club does, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, like that's what I've realized as we're talking about the problems that this team has right now. The more it's true that they they aren't a good team because, you know, they're not able to deal with injuries. And I know you can only deal so much and they don't have amazing depth or really depth at all. They, you know, you don't pick up your starters. You waste good starts. You fail to score with runners in scoring position in less than two outs. That's what bad teams do. So as of June 6th, yeah, this might be a bad team. Could it change? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're not even looking like the for odds it. Are stacked against us right now, big time. We're not even looking for it to be like a that. World Series favorite. We don't need to win the division. It's the we same said thing. It before the season. We yes. We want to have fun watching this team. And it sucks right now. Exactly. I'm not looking for like powerhouse team. I'm looking for watchable. Just be watchable and enjoyable to take a seat at the end of the night, turn on the Red Sox, and not want to jump off the roof. Just be somewhat watchable. I don't care if you lose. Just be watchable. Play good, clean baseball. No stupid mistakes, or at least limit them. Hit the ball, throw the ball, field the ball. And whatever happens, happens. Just be energetic and fun to watch. And they're they not were. that at all. They were, they were. They were. They were a fun team for the first two months of the season, and it disappeared in an instant. It's it's tough. It is tough. You know what else is tough? Paying twelve bucks for a beer at Fenway Park. What is yeah. that? Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing to talk about at Fenway is a twelve ounce high noon there is yeah. seventeen dollars. What is what is this whole inflation thing? Like it's ridiculous. I it, I you. It's just... not just infl. It's not just inflation. It's Fenway being leeches of your money. And also going back to last episode, let me pay in cash because cash is not real money. Yeah, like I will. I would buy more beers at Fenway if. I could pay in cash. I went to the Sox game with my buddy and he's pulling out cash. I'm like, you can't use that here. He's like, what do you mean? Like, they don't take cash here. And he's like, why wouldn't they take cash? True. Yeah. I don't know. They're also mean. I'm fully 21 years of age and my ID got rejected because they said I'd already been there and I hadn't been. And they said that I, they don't accept my ID. I don't don't know. What? Really? Yeah. I'm 21 years old. I've been 21 for months, many months. And they're like, nah, you should have been like, Get the police over here, please. Literally, I hope you called the police on me. Bring them over here. Let's have a chat. I should I should have brought out the Do you know who I am? I'm Red Sox dugout. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my follower count. Look at my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're mean. Um put them on the clown list. Yeah, Throw true. Up. Clown. Uh yeah, I I don't know. I also I don't know. This is just another annoying while we're ranting about things to end this thing. Um I just find it very funny. I know not everyone's a, a diehard sports fan, diehard baseball fan, but it seems like every time I go to a Red Sox game, the person right in front of me or right next to me or right near me somehow has never seen a game of baseball in their life. Every single time. I look in, at the phone and the guy in front of me and he's Googling, what is a pop fly? Like, 
What is a sacrifice? Like Red Sox games are not that cheap. You can get some cheap tickets, but they're not that cheap. Why are you paying to spend three hours at a ball game if you don't know what's going on? I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm biased because I'm just so into the Red Sox that I just can't fathom that side of it. Maybe I don't know, but ah, uh, uh, just I don't know. Like I wouldn't go to a soccer game. I know nothing about soccer. I'm not gonna go. It's true. At least take cash. At least, <laughs> look, hey, it sucks for like that's probably a tourist who's looking up the rules of baseball at Fenway Park. Tourists like to exchange their money for American dollars and cash. You're screwing them over. <laughs> tourists like to exchange their money for products. <laughs> yeah, like hey, he probably went up to to buy a, a Bud Light, feeling you know American, and he's he's like, what do you mean you don't accept cash in broken English? You know. Yeah. Oh, Fen- Fenway is just, you know, taking L's right now, being mean and just yeah. not cool. Just like the team. Not being, cool. Being not cool. Not cool. Not cool. All right. Uh, anything else you got in the socks? Please win tonight. I know you won't, but hey, please win. Hey, don't let us win one. Yeah. <laughs> Against the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Tough times. Tough times to be a Sox fan, for sure. All right, well, that'll do it for this week uh, on the In the Dugout podcast. By the time you listen to this, this game we've been talking about is probably going to be over. Definitely going to be over. So if they win, let's go. If they lose, come on. Yay, they won. Oh, they lost. And that's all we got. See you next time on the Internet Podcast.